It is Thursday, October 26th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. AJ Hoffman and Mackenzie Rivers will join shortly. Wemby makes his regular season debut. And Thursday Night Football kicks off week eight of the NFL tonight. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. I'm a little under the weather right now. AJ and McKenzie going to carry the load here. Steve Fezzik will join as well as we get a Thursday night preview of the Bucks and the Bills. But here's what you need to know to start your day. AJ? Week 8 of the NFL season gets underway tonight and NBA in full swing, full slate of games Vegas lead will be the NFL, though, where the Bills and the Bucks kick us off on Thursday night football. And to help us break down that game, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Fez, how we doing, man? I am good. It is – everyone else says, oh, the season's flying by. I got to tell you, the season's not flying by. It seems like the, the, the season – seems like I've been working every day for like four months on football. Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, but like, especially when you look at the college slate, it's like three games after this week uh, for, you know, for, in the regular season. And so in a way it is kind of flying by, but uh, <laughs> it is a, it is a grind at times. And, you know, normally these Thursday night games don't offer a lot of intrigue this week. I, th- I think it does. I mean, especially given the fact that it's a nine point, spread usually nine point spread says this is not an intriguing game but I think with the way the bills are playing right now the bucks are live here uh like I said but bills minus nine hosting the bucks total here is 43 how concerned are you about the the recent look of the buffalo bills like uh, where have you where have you dropped them over the last couple weeks i guess cuz it feels like since the jacksonville game they've been a different team yeah no doubt and i have dropped buffalo down in my power ratings to 3 points better than an average team so that's a precipitous drop considering when they were 3 and 1 we were talking about them being the best team in the nfl now and so now i've got them number 7 and from a pure power rating perspective, I only have them five and a half points better than Tampa Bay. So there is outstanding value on betting the Bucks. And right now at Circus Sports, I don't know if you saw this, you can get the Bucks plus 10, lay it R15. I think wow. that's, I think you got to bet that. Um, whenever my power ratings are that far off from what's being dealt. Now it is a um, spot where you would have to expect the Bills to get healthy. And the Bills have been a bully, beating up on the worser teams. So uh, I have no qualms at all teasing those bills down to below three, getting down to minus two and a half, and um, getting harder and harder to find any spots, though, where you can tease at any kind of decent odds, but still at places like DraftKings, you get you can play six and a half point teaser at minus 130 and get them down to minus two and a half. I actually had someone reach out to me uh, in my DMs and said, hey, please tell Fezzik, don't stop giving out parlay or uh, teasers to uh, his paid clients he's like a lot of us are still Mm. able to get good odds Uh, one guy I think he was at my bookie or something like that 
but he said he can still get a nice minus 120 on a six-point teaser. So he said, please don't stop giving those out because they are still valuable to some people. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was talking about what's widely available and what's not. And so now teasers, because we only give out a play if it's widely available, I can right. certainly recommend it. But it's it's really on borderline right now where if I mean, there's not one place in all of Nevada, the sports capital of the world, supposedly, that um, that you can still play this. And it's kind of shocking that you would think there would at least be one book as a, you know, just for promotion sakes that would would hold to the minus 120. But there isn't uh, on the injury front. The the Bucks Vita Vea is questionable. He is a massive piece for that defense. Uh, and it looks like Baker Mayfield question what I'm assuming he's going to play, uh, though he's got a, he's banged up on his knee. Chris Godwin is questionable with a neck injury. I think you have to, you have to keep, keep an eye on what's going on with them, but obviously the, the bills defense has been through major injuries. Daquan Jones is on injured reserve. Matt Milano is on injured reserve and Tredavious white towards Achilles. He's done for the season. I mean, the the Bills' defense, until last week, it felt like the Bills' defense was holding up. It felt like, mm-hmm. you know, the, even against in the Giants game where they struggled, it still felt like, yeah, the defense played pretty well, though. The offense didn't perform, but the defense played well. Not when you normalize it to the, the who they were playing. That's true. You know, the uh, and the Giants with the two trips into the red zone at the end of the halves where they get nothing. But last week felt like, oh, boy, you're starting to see some, some warts. If the New England Patriots are putting up 29 points, that's cause for concern. Do you think the dam has broken on this Bills defense, which it was bound to at some point? You can't lose those three guys, probably three of the four best players on your defense, and still be just fine. Yeah, well, you're, so defense is no longer elite by any means, so is the defense capable? Is it average? Is it a little bit above average? Is it number 13 in the league? Is it 18 in the league? But certainly no longer top 10 defense, no way. Yeah, and let's talk about what adjustments you've made on Tampa. I I think coming into the season, you could have made an argument that Tampa was in the conversation for worst team in the league. I I don't think they're that. I I mean, Baker Mayfield's been a pleasant surprise. The defense has been serviceable. What have you done with Tampa over the course of this season? Yeah, so Tampa started one point worse than an average team. I actually – oh, I'm sorry, that was last week. So they they started out beginning of the year four points worse – they got as good as like being in the conversation about being an average team, and now I've got them two and a half points worse. So certainly exceeding expectations, but uh, trending in the wrong direction, and certainly nowhere close to an average team now. And the defense twelfth in DVOA, which that that's a that's a nice sign, but it, it feels like from a you know a, a points standpoint, it, they're they're like seventh in yards per drive allowed but 22nd in points per drive. Mm. So it feels like something's got to give at some point. You can't keep giving up all these yards and not letting teams score points. So either the yards are going to get fixed or the or the points are going to get fixed. seems more likely that the, the points gets fixed and teams start scoring a little bit more on this I, team. Right? I, I certainly would expect that as well. And, you know, frankly, as, as is the case with, with most games, I can make a case for both sides. And there's a difference in, in opinion in the marketplace, and I love that. Because when there's a difference in opinion, like I said, if you like the Bills, go ahead and tease them with, at good odds and get them down to minus 2.5. And, and, and if you like the dog, you can get plus 10 right now, lay fifteen. That's a perfectly profitable middle. So uh, I would have no qualms about you making either one or both of those bets. All right. And here's uh, – listen, you're 
I would say if you if you'd said three or four weeks ago the total in this game was forty three, I think you would have said, "Oh, that's a home run over." I think this this number is depressed a little because of what we've seen out of the uh, out of the Bills' offense the last couple weeks. It feels like this could be an over game, though. The the Bucks being a team that blitz a ton, and if you blitz a ton and you don't get pressure, which Tampa really doesn't, Josh Allen kills you. This feels like a game where Josh Allen can kind of get get right. And I just last week said if you played the salami, I think you're going to make money. That scoring is going to pick up in the NFL. And it did, but not quite. Like the salami went under by just like one score. And so because of that, I would lean over selectively. So, yes, if I put gun to my head, I'd play over in this and game. And obviously we, we know the, the primetime unders are usually the way to go. I don't, so I don't know if I can – I don't know if I'm actually going to play this, but it feels like that's – directionally that's the way to look. All unders are the way to go. Yeah. And uh, so year to date, yes. So I don't know. I It's hard to the, – the Bills are certainly a team that – you feel like at this point are probably underperforming, which means like you you think there's some positive regression coming, but I I don't know. I, I worry that Josh Allen's not right physically. I worry that the defense isn't going to be able to hold up, like because the depth is is now an issue. Um, but the Bills still feel like a team that the upside is very high, but I think their floor is now lower than it was a couple weeks ago. This feels like a like there I, I was reading something yesterday about the Bills Bills maybe being in danger of missing the playoffs. Yeah, well the bottom could fall out. Whenever you have a team that's like knows they're a Super Bowl contender, they've got real really no interest in, in trying to finish at nine and eight if um if they lose four games in a row. So certainly everything could go wrong for the Bills. So we'll keep an eye on this team. All right, let's look let's get into a, a little Fezic focus. You got a story for the people here? Yeah, let's, uh, you know what, let's go back to like my first trips to Vegas, if I can. So, and pretty much, um, I went to school in Chicago, graduated in 86. So I went out once in my first trip, loved it. First time I saw like landing and the lights in Vegas at night, it's just so, so cool. Stayed at the old marina, which is where the um, MGM is today. Okay. On that part of the strip. So then I, I work in, I graduated in Chicago 86 and like I go like, um, Mm, maybe I think I went to Vegas twice, okay, for into years. So I really liked it. Um, but then 88, I, I moved to um, Newport Beach. So I'm living in Southern California. Now the Vegas trips vamp up. And I got to tell you, so I started out, I'd dabble. I'd play like $100 on a baseball game. Usually we'd go in the summer because we just had a, that was more vacation time. But the uh, blackjack, I, had, I, I remember I would play enormous Blackjack sessions, my buddy John and I one time, and we weren't betting enough to worry about getting kicked out. We were playing at the Circus Circus, so we were staying at the old uh, Westward Ho and really cheap room. That's like across, that was across the street from where the Circus Circus is now? It's between it, – it, it's right where Resorts World you know, Oh, okay, okay. So it's, on, that, that area. it's on the same side of the street as Circus Circus. Yeah, it's where okay. – it was next to the old Stardust, between the Stardust and Circus gotcha. Circus, and slots of fun. So we would, like, walk through the slots of fun. We'd get our little coupon book, you know, where you could bet five. And if you won, you won seven. We'd use our coupons. It's lots of fun. Use them over at Circus. And then just hunker down. And we literally would bet $3, $3, $3. Single deck games. Sometimes we'd play double deck. But we'd play the single deck. And then the count would go good, and we'd bet, like, $45. We'd go from three and then throw out, you know, 50 bucks. And and literally, we'd start playing, like, eight at night. And we'd go till four in the morning. It's like, yeah. You know, it's under the radar enough that they didn't care, even though 
How deep were they going in a single deck? If there were six players, they'd deal two rounds. If there were four players, they'd deal three rounds. Three three players, they they would deal four players, three rounds. Three players, four rounds. So good penetration so for a single deck. Ideally, you'd like to sit with just you and your buddy. Ideally alone. Oh, you know, okay. I, I, but but my buddy, I would play. Yeah. I, well, yeah. especially if your buddy knows how to play, knows he knows what you're what you're looking. Yeah. yeah and and and, so, and then we got you know we're having fun too, and you know comparing notes and just you know this is all new and the like. And and, and my buddy was much more of a maniac than I, whereas he would like if the count would go negative. He's betting three dollars. All right, he's betting nothing. The count goes negative. He's like, deal me out, deal me out. He'd wait till the next shuffle, and then he'd deal, bet three dollars, and the count would go good, and he'd bet seventy five dollars, which is the way to do it if you can get away with it. Sure. So it was funny how, like, that would never fly in today's world. Like, if he did that after an hour, he'd get a little tap, like, um, we we, we don't want your business. Anymore. Yeah, we feel free to play some craps or some roulette or some sports betting, even. Yeah, compared, go to the sports book. Yeah, go to the sports book, and and and, but. Um, and what was interesting is the prevalence of the single decks that I would say a third of the casinos had single decks, you know, back you then. You can't find it anymore unless yeah. you're in like a high roller room. Yeah. So the only single deck I know of in, in the entire town now is like the El Cortez has a single deck. Now, I don't count like terrible rules single deck. But the um, if, you, if you go back to the – go downtown to the El Cortez and they still deal – what's interesting, they deal it out of the shoe, which I like because I don't like a dealer hand-holding it. Back when I was playing – there was blatant cheating going on. You know, they like you 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 would read publications and they would talk about cheating dealers and the dead thumb and they deal seconds and people say like oh you're paranoid that didn't really go on. Bullshit that didn't go. On. That one I mean the 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 the, the point that like they that that like pamphlets like the blackjack players forum would talk about cheating dealers and all the problems and their authors would talk about shows how prevalent it really was that that's they didn't have to bar anyone. They would just cheat people if if somebody yeah. was coming out and and I actually had a rule Having some adverse luck against dealers, I'd only play against young female dealers. I just said, you know what? I doubt very much that that's going to be the the dealers that have the acumen to be able to you know to do this. And what's interesting is there were many times they the you know, dealers were rubber banding around and, and changing, and it wasn't time for a dealer change. And in comes this new dealer on my table, mm-hmm. and I would move. One time, my buddy did this, and he moved to another table, and then five minutes later, the guy, the dealer that came into his table, moved again to. You know, following him around, basically telling him, "Hey, we don't want your business, buddy. Get out of here." You know, so that's how they that's how they dealt with people without having to take a hammer to their hands. Yeah. And what year did you finally end up uh, making the full time move out here? Uh, Two thousand and one. So I still I still dabble in blackjack, you know, from time to time, but I play it so rarely. I feel comfortable, you know, talking about it. And and part of it is just the edge in blackjack is was so minimal compared to sports betting and what you could do because even if you get like a count of plus eight, which is a true count of plus eight, which is astronomically good. Sure. You're at like a three and a half percent edge. You know, a three and a half percent edge, to put that in, in perspective, if you can bet an NFL team plus three and a half that's lined at three, like if you got Carolina t- this week plus three and a half, you know, that's you, you, you've got yourself a five percent edge, and that's just one bet. And you, and you don't have to, you know, sweat it when you're betting, you know, $88 in the pit boss, you know, screaming checks play or anything like that. So blackjack is a great way to spend 10, 15 minutes and play and have an edge. Maybe get a get a comp. It's a really, really terrible way to try to make a living because you just can't do it full time. Well, much, much better now. to play. Much better to play poker, right? Where you can you can play poker twenty four straight hours. No one's going to kick you. They're not going to kick you out. That's that's the key. Yes, uh, Fez. Always great having you in here on Thursday mornings. Good luck in the games tonight. Good luck this weekend, and uh, thank you for the time. Thank you, AJ.
the first full day of NBA action last night, and we've got our NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers, here to help us out. Mackenzie, what was the the biggest surprise of the first full slate of the NBA? I'm not going to say, I mean, a lot of people were really excited about Wemby and his over 25 and a half got bet up to over 27 and a half points, rebounds, and assists we were talking about. He did cash that turnover, which Sleepy recommended, but I'm not going to say it's a surprise, but it's the most significant development. It's tough to join the NBA when you haven't done it before. I mean, you look at Chet Holmgren, his first game, he gets crossed over. He actually won. He actually played okay, but he's going to have that one highlight against him. Wemby, five turnovers, five personal fouls in 20 minutes. Ralph Sampson, when he came into the league, a lot of foul trouble early. Hard to deal with all that body and all that spatial awareness and a whole new type of speed. I don't think he's quite as good as people expect. I think we're going to see some more unders. How much does him being a Euro player, not playing college basketball in the United States, the the game is a little yeah. less physical where he's from? Like that's That's funny because he will say, and a lot of Europeans have said, they don't call fouls in Europe, so it's a lot tougher. So maybe he's thinking he can get away with some of these pushes and some of these shoves because they don't call them so much in Europe. I can understand that the athleticism in the NBA is a whole different level. But a lot of European people, maybe they're just trying to make up for something, but they're saying it's tougher to play in those leagues physicality-wise. Uh, let's take a look at some of the games from yesterday, at least some of the results that stood out. Uh, the Pacers, who were your best bet on our show yesterday, money came against you. They said, so much money. What's Mac? No, I actually came in you know, yesterday evening and said, Mac, is someone dead? Is someone dead on the Pacers? <laughs> What's happening here? Why is all this yeah. money? Co- we both laid seven. Clearly a bad number. I think it closed at four. Uh, and uh, did it really? I saw it go to four and a half. Yeah, it, something like that. And the Pacers the, the, in the in the first half didn't or the first quarter didn't look great. They end up running away with this thing. One forty three to one twenty win. Uh, so good call on that for the first best bet of the season. Uh, Celtics win a close one against the Knicks, 108-104. Porzingis looked pretty good in his Celtics debut. He looks like their second-best player, at least offensively. Eight for 15, hit five threes. He has a quick trigger that, in the right system, is deadly. No one can reach up there. Maybe Wemby can. No one else. If he gets it in space and in rhythm, he's going to be very tough to beat. Cavaliers 114-113 winners at Brooklyn. Uh, I had a bet on this game. Cavs minus one. Yeah, you gave it out on this show. And I think it was Pickham at that time, was it? All it right. was one. It was right, minus right. one. And I was so mad because the Cavs blew a big lead. And I was talking to you. We were watching the game together. And I was like, they're down six. Well, the percent, their chance to win was like 3%. Right. It was literally 3%. They came back, tied the game, and they won by one. That's the best push I've ever had in my life. So thank you to the Cavs for getting there. Uh, Heat start off the season 103-102. They hang on at the buzzer to beat the Pistons. Maybe not the most promising result if you're beating the Pistons by one point at home. No, not at all, because it's not like the Pistons were on fire. They were pretty cold shooting. Zero points scored in the final two minutes of this game. Cade Cunningham hits a three to make it a one-point game. Neither team can score down the stretch. Uh, generally, offense is more predictive than defense, so neither of these teams all want to back. The Grizzlies dealing with some things right now. We know John Morant's not there, still suspended. Uh, we know now they're without Steven Adams for the season, uh, so they're, yeah. they're going to have a, an adjustment period, but they lose 111-104 to the Pelicans at home. Uh, Zion Williams with an okay night by his standards. Usually when he's yeah. healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. Here's the stat of the day for Zion Williamson. 
one game played. It had been about nine months with zero games played. We're moving in the right direction. That's that's a bonus. Uh, Kings, 130-114 winners on the road at nice the Jazz. Nice winner by you. Nice winner. Thank you. I was curious. The Jazz seemed like a team we want to fade. We thought they were going to be so bad last year. They, they were devoid of talent for the most part, and they exceeded expectations. But their, their talent level is still about the same. Yes. This feels like a team that's going to underperform what they did last season. I completely agree. They had a new coach. No one believed in them. There's a lot of reasons to rally. Now they're just an average team that's trying to – not even an average team, a below-average team that's trying to move in the right direction. They brought in John Collins. He's a lot like Christian Wood, a guy we've talked about before. Sometimes his numbers look good. I've never seen him contribute toward a winning team. I've just never seen it. The Hawks were better when he was off the floor last year. I don't think he's a m- much of a big addition. You mentioned the uh, Spurs and Wimanyama. He, he uh, in a losing effort, 126-119, the Mavericks get it done. 33-13-10, triple-double to start the season for Luka. Uh, Mavericks, a team that you are bullish on this season? Uh, I kind of like Kyrie. I think his game is underrated. But there's not a lot of defense on this team, and we saw it. I mean, the San Antonio Spurs were not a great offense last year. They put up 120 against this team. They're going to win in a lot of shootouts. It's going to be fun, but it's hard to see it working together in the playoffs. You mentioned the Chet Holmgren debut, four of seven from the field, 11 points, four rebounds, no blocks, which surprised me, but a uh, a nice win by the Thunder, 124-104. And this win led the Bulls to have a post-game players-only meeting. One game in the season, (laughs) you're already meeting up saying, this is unacceptable, this is a disaster. What are our expectations for the Bulls, and should the Bulls maybe readjust their expectations for what they are? It's a great question. My question is, can players players blow up a team? Because there's probably DeRozan looking at his career. I want to play in the playoffs again. Vucevic, same thing. This is a team that's been on the brink of blowing it up forever, it seems like, at least the last two years. This is pretty good evidence why – being in the middle is going to be tough to succeed. They, they probably got to blow it up. And the Clippers, 123-111 winners over Portland. Portland looks like it's it's going yeah. to be a long, long season. Yeah. I think they expected that, though, right? Yeah, here's the thing. Scoot Henderson, very exciting. Let's give him the ball. Okay, he goes one for seven, two points to the first three quarters, and we're down by 40. That's uh, going to happen. <laughs> That's all right. going to happen when you're, when you're trusting a 19-year-old to do everything. Only two games on the slate tonight. Uh, the early game, both these teams making their season debut. 76ers at the Bucks. We're looking at the Bucks minus six at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, what do we expect from the Bucks? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some um, some mesh yes, time. Yes, exactly. But the Sixers, are, like, what's the situation with Harden? Like, yeah. how? Wh- both these teams feel like there's a little bit of mystery surrounding them. For sure, for sure. And the Bucks have a new head coach as well as bringing in a dominant ball player like Damian Lillard. I'm not sure their offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. That said, I'm not playing the Sixers here because you know James Harden. What, what do you think of this story? James Harden mysteriously disappeared from the last week of training camp after showing up, missed all the preseason games. He showed up yesterday with his bag saying, hey, where are we going to Milwaukee? The team's like, who are you? Why are you doing here? No, we don't want you to accompany us to Milwaukee. It just seems like he's got a lot of allies like Joel Embiid on his team that probably wants him to come to Milwaukee. It feels like a disconnected team right now. Like, what? Are we looking at Harden player props then? Like, do we expect him to have limited you minutes? Embiid? You mean Embiid? Uh, no, Harden's not. He's not. Oh, they the told team. him he, he's not yeah, coming. They said, I see your bag. I see you want to come. I didn't know where you were the wa- last week, but no, we, we will not accept you. Oh, wow. So that, that, makes, that makes me think that Joel Embiid's not going to be that happy. 
um, that it's just going to be like, let's see what this team is in two months because they don't no idea what they're doing right now. I thought they were going to let him travel and then just not play him. Right. Or if they did play him, play him very minimally. Yeah. So the fact that he's not even on the road trip, that that's disturbing. Uh, the other game, Suns at the Lakers. Lakers are six-point favorites yeah. at home. What am I missing here? Devin Booker, maybe the best player on the Suns, maybe the best player in the league in some people's opinion, not going to be there again. Bradley Beal's not going to be there. So Kevin Durant all by himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he decides not to lace him up if they're going to be in this situation. 0-1-1 Lakers, do, first the 1-0 Suns, historically, 0-1-1 teams do pretty well. 70 and 61 ATS going back all time in this scenario. So probably get right game for the Lakers. It's probably a punt game for the Suns. When we're talking about a total of 223.5, and, and you mentioned two guys right there who are pretty important to the offense of the Phoenix Suns, feels like maybe an under? Yeah. Uh, because, by the way, those two guys are probably going to be replaced by better defensive players. Right. Uh, it feels like maybe an under in this game because you're missing a lot of weaponry and the guys who are going to replace them are probably going to be more defensively focused. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. The Lakers have been an excellent defensive team when LeBron and Anthony Davis play. They go under. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, like 54, 55% of the time. That said, I mean, in, cl- in addition to that, moreover, they're going to be all in to win this game. They're not going to lose two, not on their home floor. So intensity, playoff-like intensity for LeBron and the Lakers. Suns team without their guards, smells like an under. Yeah, that's that makes – and plus, you know, it's, it, who knows what the Lakers offense is going to look like. We talked about true. Austin Reeves struggling early There's on. There's a clip Hachimura. going around, around Twitter, LeBron talking to Darvin Ham, like, you know I play point guard, right? I've played point guard before. You know, I could play – it sound he was kind of joking in a way, but it also sounded like they don't really know how they're going to run their offense. They could let LeBron be point guard. He's great, one of the great point guards of all time. But they don't want that. They want to have, uh, you know, they want to use him on the wing. They want to use him in different ways. So there's there's a little bit of tension there right now about what's going on. Yeah, very interesting team to watch early on the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, McKenzie, thank you. Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Two games in college football yesterday. Jacksonville State continues to run roughshod on FBS. 41-16 winners. And you talk about the ultimate Rich Rod thing, running up the score when you don't need to. They outscored Florida International 14 to nothing in the fourth quarter. That's about as Rich Rod as it gets, but another dominant win for Jacksonville State. Elsewhere, we got a late score from UTEP. To knock Sam Houston to 0 and 8, 37 34. UTEP wins outright as three and a half point dogs. Sam Houston, what a disaster season this has been for them. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 there's no sign of life at this point. And we talked about it teams that have no wins are never favored, but when they are, with last time was 2017, they almost always cover and cover by a lot. Sam Houston's a whole different animal. Uh, Syracuse at Virginia Tech. The feature game tonight on ESPN and Virginia Tech laying three at home. These are two teams I don't have a lot of interest in watching. Uh, I do think this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly-type game. Total set at 47. I lean to the under there. The more interesting game to me, though, is a Sunbelt matchup on ESPN2. Go down to Statesboro, Georgia. Georgia State at Georgia Southern. 6-1 and one Georgia State, 5-2 and two Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern laying a point and a half at home. I like Georgia Southern here. Uh, this is First of all, I think there's a coin flip game. I like the home team in a coin flip. But Georgia State, they're almost like a service academy. Run, 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 run. Georgia Southern, excellent tackling team. I think they're going to slow down this offense, so I like Georgia Southern minus one and a half. I'll actually make that my best bet for this podcast. So Georgia Southern minus one and a half, hosting Georgia State. Thanks, AJ and Mac, for holding it down while I'm a little bit under the weather. Those guys are doing a great job, but I couldn't not do the hockey preview because that's my thing. Like, imagine AJ announcing all these goaltender names like he would botch them all. But uh, let's talk about what went down in the NHL last night. We had just one game on the schedule after the frozen frenzy that we had on Tuesday night. And the one game was the New Jersey Devils hosting the Washington Capitals. And AJ, you asked me, like, am I betting against a goalie making his NHL debut? Well, the answer was yes. <laughs> and it didn't work out. The Devils falling to the Capitals 6-4. So if you took the over, just not liking the goaltender, then yeah, you hit. Uh, because Shepard gave up four goals on just 22 shots against 
But the Devils, they were out of it from the get-go. In the beginning of the, the first period, three goals for Washington on just eight shots against Akira Schmid. So he exits the game. Vitek Vanacek comes in. The Devils score four goals in the second period, take a 4-3 lead. But then Washington scoring two off of Vanacek in the third period and adding an empty netter as well. So Washington gets the 6-4 win. Let's take a look at the schedule for tonight. We have a much larger schedule in the NHL tonight, and I'll give you the probable goaltenders as well. We'll start in Boston, where the undefeated 6-0 Bruins will put that record on the line against the Anaheim Ducks. Boston, a heavy favorite, minus 310. Linus Allmark probable in net for Boston. John Gibson your probable goaltender for Anaheim. The San Jose Sharks will be at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa also a huge favorite, minus 298. San Jose on the season, 0-5-1. So the Sharks looking for their first win of the year. Your probable netminders in this one, Jonas Johansson for Tampa and Mackenzie Blackwood for the Sharks. Moving on to Pittsburgh, where the Penguins host the undefeated 6-0 Colorado Avalanche, and the Avs are a favorite on the road, minus 142, as they look to continue their unbeaten streak to start the season. Probable goaltenders in this matchup, we will see Tristan Jari likely for the Penguins, Alexander Georgiev likely for Colorado. The Kraken are at the Hurricanes in Carolina, a minus 198 favorite. The likely goaltenders in this matchup, Frederick Anderson for Carolina, Philip Grubauer for Seattle. The Winnipeg Jets are at the Red Wings, and this is pretty even. We have Winnipeg minus 118 up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Detroit minus 102. Your likely net minders for this game for Detroit, Ville Huso, the starter likely in net, and for Winnipeg, also their starter, Connor Hellebuck. The Columbus Blue Jackets are at the Canadiens, Montreal minus 120, Columbus even money on the comeback there. Elvis Merzlikens likely to go for Columbus, Jake Allen likely for the Canadiens. The Wild are at the Flyers, Minnesota a minus 125 road favorite. Philip Gustafson likely in net for Minnesota. Carter Hart for Philadelphia. The Senators are at the Islanders. New York, a minus 125 favorite in this one. And we've seen the struggles in net for Ilya Sorokin. He is scheduled or likely to go in net again for the Islanders tonight. Uh, a 3.0 goals against average. That is not Sorokin-esque. Jonas Corposalo scheduled to go for the Senators. Toronto is at Dallas, and the Stars are a minus 125 favorite. Jake Ottinger likely in net for them. Joseph Wall likely for the Leafs. The Rangers are at the Oilers. The Rangers a minus 125 favorite. This is an Oilers team without Connor McDavid right now. Stuart Skinner likely to go for Edmonton. Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers. And the Blues are at the Flames. And Calgary a minus 192 favorite. Jordan Binnington for St. Louis. Dan Vladar for Calgary. Once again, thanks AJ and McKenzie for holding it down. And uh, I should be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully I'm feeling a lot better now that I got some... Uh, prescribed meds in my system. All right, guys, we have a ton of great offers going on right now at pregame.com, including uh, great discounts on the NBA all-season access or 
a college basketball all-season access from your favorite pregame pro. All you got to do is go to pregame.com and use the promo code STREAK50. STREAK50. S-T-R-E-A-K-50. STREAK50. You'll save $50 on an NBA all-access or a college basketball access, all access from your favorite pregame pro, only available at pregame.com. And the Beat Fezzik NBA contest is on. Go to pregame.com, click on contests, find the Beat Fezzik NBA contest. It is free to enter. You got to pick NBA sides and totals, 75 pick minimum, 200 pick maximum, and the winner gets $500. And if you beat Fez, like the units that Fez won last year, you're going to win an extra $500. So go to pregame.com, click on contests, find the Beat Fezzik NBA contest. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, who did a great job uh, holding it down for me uh, this morning, and Mr. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. And yeah.